the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Hope your Saturday's going good. Hope the weather's good. I hope your wife is behaving herself. And I'll do next week, I'll do the husband (laughs) behaving himself. Just give me a break today. All righty, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, a car problem, if you want me to settle an argument between you and your wife, if you want to know what kind of new car to buy, if you're going to do that, give me your options. Give me like three options, and we can discuss that. And, of course, interest rates are really cheap right now, so now might be a good time. I'm not a fan of leasing. I'm a fan of owning. But that's certainly your financial decision, and you're welcome to do that however you see fit. 602-508-0960. I've had the best car repair shops list since, I think, 1988. What started it was is that people would ask me um, where my shop is at, and I would tell them. And then my mother, who was an executive for large companies, said, you sound really bad. She said, you sound like... And I said, well, thank you very much. I'm new to this, so tell me what I'm doing wrong. Mrs. Know-it-all. And she says, don't you have any friends in the business? I said, yes. She says, well, then stop thumping your chest and send them to the closest shop. And since then, I've been doing just exactly that. It works well for me and them. Here's another thing. If you have a problem with this shop, they've promised to go through a dispute resolution process, one I created. At the end of that, if they're told to do something or make a refund and the shop doesn't, two things happen. Kicked off, kick them off, and I'll pay the bill up to $5,000. And I've never done that. So you don't have to be worried because the shops know what's right or wrong. Action Auto Repairs up at I-17 in Deer Valley. He's one of my good shops. Been around a long time. I've known Tom since 1983. So if you're anywhere near I-17 in Deer Valley and you don't have a repair shop, or maybe you'd like to try some new repair shop to compare to your existing repair shop, then, again, Action Auto Northwest Corner, I-17 in Deer Valley. Few people have my cell phone number, but... I have lots of friends, and one of them just called me and said, got a minute? And I said, are we talking cars? And he goes, yep. (laughs) I said, of course I do. He says, my wife's down in the valley. She's driving her Ford Explorer. It's running fine. And then um, on the way up here, the air conditioning quits working. So she takes it into a garage, and the garage called back and said it's $1,600, $1,700, $1,800 for an air conditioning compressor. So I said... I'm talking to the husband, by the way. So I say, okay, how was it blowing right before it quit blowing? And he goes, fine. And I says, now, I really ought to be talking to your wife because I don't want guesses. I want 
a definitive yes or no? He says, no. It's It was called fine. I said, okay, so then what happened? It just quit working. Okay. In this process, from being fine to air conditioning quit working, any noises from underneath the hood? No. Any chattering from underneath the hood? No. Uh, any squealing from underneath the hood? No. Did it throw any fan belts? No. Okay. I'm having a tough time because most of the time when the compressor seizes up, it throws the belt off of it. And on your Ford Explorer, one belt runs a whole bunch of stuff. So it's entirely possible that if it threw the belt, then it would overheat, so the power steering would go away or something. So I'm a little concerned. Well, no, we drove it quite a ways after the air conditioning quit. Okay, so we have to assume the belt's on it. So we just need a second opinion. I say to him, the place you've got it, I'm not a fan of. And you're certainly welcome to do business with them, but I've been around this valley since 1968. Worked at a gas station 68 through 72. Was a policeman from 72 to 80, and then I started my own repair shop and gas station in 1980, 79 actually. So I've been around the block a couple times, and I've heard horror stories. Now, one is not important to me, but four or five or six over a period of a year, then yeah, that they've got my attention. So the car's there, and I say, I don't have anything good to say. And he says, so what should I do? And I say, I think you should get a second opinion. So we talk about that. But I tell him, when you go to pick up your car, call him first and ask him how much the checkout charge was. And then when you get there, insist that they write down exactly what's wrong with your car. The air conditioning compressor has seized up. It needs a new air conditioning compressor. The complete job is $1,600, whatever they told you. Be very wary if they don't write it down. And you could say to them, not only do I want you to write it down, but I want you to staple your business card to my receipt so that I know who to call back. You see, you're separating the men from the boys, the girls from the women. The fact of the matter is, is if everybody's trying to take advantage of you in this process, no one's going to sign that document. And of course, you can say, and it's okay to lie as far as I'm concerned, Ah, my husband, he's going to want something in writing. You know, he's just that way. Right now, it's not convenient for me to have you fix my car. But on the other hand, I just need to kind of schedule cars and take one of my, arrange to get my husband's one of his other trucks, and then I can bring it back. You ladies can make up whatever you want. So can the guys. The idea is just to buy some time. Now, you may have to go back there. Maybe they're right. Maybe their estimate is right in the middle of the ballpark. And they live close. To, you live close to the, the shop, the independent shop, the chain store, the dealer, whatever. It's okay. It's okay. But you'll have a feeling of okay. You'll know that that's the problem, and you'll know the price is right. And maybe you spent fifty to eighty dollars to figure that out. That's okay too. So that's kind of self-defense for car expenses, what I call it, and it's really a matter of figuring out what you can do to protect yourself. There's other things. Let me give you the number if you have a question. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. If you're outside the Phoenix metropolitan area, you can call toll-free. Here's the number. 888-960-9696. 888-960-9696. 
it's just really a matter of communications and getting people to write down what they told you. And if they don't write down or if they can't find the work order or they don't have time to write on it, you need to be wary. There are places that you should focus on. There's lots of quick loop facilities. The quick loop facilities have a place in our industry. You pull in, you don't have an appointment, they do your oil change and all that stuff. In an oil change, we're supposed to check your fluids, your belts, your hoses, and your tires. That's what we're supposed to do. Those are industry standards. That's what an oil change is all about. You'll see on TV there's some places they're going to give you a free set of wiper blades and they're going to check your charging system and they're going to check your vehicle emissions and they're going to check your fluids with this very scientific device and all that kind of stuff. That's just called a fishing trip. I'm going to sell you an oil change for 1995, but I'm going to find something wrong with your car, no matter what it is. And the most common thing that we're seeing right now is front-end work. Oh, the tie rods are bad. The lower control arm bushings are bad. Your strut rod bushings are bad. Um, your, uh, I can go on and on and on. Your steering box is bad. Your rack and pinion is leaking. Those are all the conversations you're likely to have. Again, you drove in. You ought to be able to drive out. Have them write down exactly what it is. And then you say to them, this is an important statement, question. What symptom do I have today? that you're going to fix with this $1,100 repair? That's a tough question. I can't tell you how many times I've been involved in that kind of coaching where it's just (laughs) amazing. So a guy takes his car in, and they tell him he needs a complete transmission reseal. What symptom are you going to fix? Well, we're going to fix the leak. Okay, I'm really anal about my garage, so... I don't have a leak on the ground. No, you've got a leak. It may not be leaking when you park it at night until in the morning, but you've got a leak. It's $4,200 to reseal your transmission. But I'm not adding any fluid to it. It's not slipping. But the most important thing to me is, is there's nothing on my garage floor. He takes the car. He happens to be one of the exes of my sister. I like him better than I do my sister. So he has my cell phone number. So he calls me and I said, okay, walk to the back of the car. Let's look at the rear bumper in the back of the car. Do you see any oil spots there? Because see, as you're moving through the air at 25 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, if you've got an oil drip underneath, the air goes underneath the car and then it swirls counterclockwise. As you stand on the driver's side of the car, the air swirls counterclockwise. So it deposits those spots of oil on your rear bumper on the the deck lid, your trunk lid, and maybe even depending on the leak to your back window and certainly to the tailgate of a pickup truck. So then I say, this is a friend of mine. Take it over there. Ask him how much, you know, he's going to charge you to rack it and tell you what kind of leak you got. He goes, okay. He calls me back and he goes, he doesn't, he says it's as dry as a bone. That's a shop you don't want to go back to. Likewise, there's all kinds of, you need a whole new front end. And those folks can be two and three thousand dollars, and it's typically oh everything's just worn out. What symptom are you going to fix? Well, here's the correct answer. If you ask somebody and there truly is a need, don't you have a clicking noise when you turn your steering wheel left and right? Yes, I do. Okay, have you seem like you're steering the car all the time? Yeah. Yeah, so the steering wheel is not firmly connected to the front wheel, so you're constantly adjusting the steering wheel. Yes, it is. 
When you go over a bump, is there a clunk underneath the front end? Yes. Do you, when you make a sweeping left turn, is there a chatter underneath the front end? Those are the kinds of questions that would solidify the diagnosis. And they're, they're telling you, this is things I'm going to fix. So those are the things that I want you to think about. I don't care where you go for your repairs. Even if you go to my shop, you should be asking that. And the mark of a really good shop is, come on out here. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you your loose tie rod end. I'm going to put John in the car. I'm going to have him take the steering wheel and move it left three inches and right three inches. And you're going to see this connection that's supposed to be tight and move in complete synchronization. You're going to see the left side move, and then you're going to count to one, and then the right side's going to move. So there's a delay. So one arm moves, but the other doesn't move in complete synchronization. That's the tie rod end. That's what we're going to fix. So that's kind of how it works. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Gil is our engineer. He's the one that talks in my ears. Sometimes he uses bad language. I forget him for that, but sometimes I miss my marks. <laughs> so as a result of that, he's right, and I'm wrong. Mark Levin has seen a change in the Democrats. But the Democrat Party was the party of segregation, and now it's the party of the separatists. There's a fine difference. Listen to their mouthpieces from academia on cable TV. Listen to what they say about white privilege, about systemic racism, hiring and firing based solely on race. They are now the separatists. Mark Levin, weeknights at 9 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code PHOENIX for 20% off. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. 
This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I am proud to be a member. I am proud to protect our Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select alarm clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Don't miss a thing with the all-new Patriot app. Just visit your app store and download today. Welcome back, everybody. 602-508-0960. In nineteen sixty eight when I started, I was in high school. In nineteen sixty eight, I started at a shell gas station in Tempe. My boss is one of his best friends was Chuck Knighty. Today, Chuck owns automotive dynamics in Sun City. It's north side of Grand, just west of ninety ninth Avenue. His son is also there. So it's a family operation. So if you're in Sun City, the only place I can recommend for general car repair is Automotive Dynamics. Uh, it's Tom. Tom, good morning to you. Good morning, Mark. Thanks for the call. You bet. Hey, um, I am working on an 07 Ford Ranger that's been sitting for like six years. It's uh, in, in great shape. You know, it's got only got 25,000 miles on it. And I've done all, all kinds of stuff to get get it ready to, to run again. But uh, evidently, my fuel pump is gone, and it's in the, it's in the fuel tank. And I'm being told that the standard way to get to that thing is to pull the bed off of my truck, which, of, uh, of course, is just, you know, not possible for me. I don't have a hoist or anything. Um, and I, I'm, you know, I'm crawling out under there, and I'm looking at the tank, and, you know, there are straps that hold it on. But I, I, I can't see anything, but I'm reaching my hand up to the top of it, you know, where the fuel pump, you know, hooks up to the lines. And the lines are kind of rigid. I'm not sure. Is there any way to pull that thing down without breaking the rigid lines, the fuel lines? You know, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to guess that that's exactly why you have to go from the top. Now, there has to be some flexibility in the lines or the rigid lines have to be flare fitted to the pump. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to take the three or four or five bolts off the top of the tank and lift the whole the pump assembly and sender assembly out of the tank. So there has yeah. to be some flexibility. Tom, just grab a couple of your neighbors. It isn't that heavy. Take the tailgate off of it. There's only probably going to be six, eight bolts that hold it on. Um, you're probably going to have to deal with the mud flaps. You just lift it up, walk it back, or here's the deal. You lift it up, and then you got two hoss sawhorses behind it, and you just kind of all skid to the back and set the bed on there. So that's kind of what we did. But you can you can drop the tank, but I'm a little leery that everybody's telling you that you need to go through the bed because that's more likely 
the easiest and the path of least resistance and you'll be able to clean the top of the tank off and uh, and put it all back together clean you would if you dropped the tank but you're not having to deal with a tank that may have 15 20 gallons in it either so no it's only got a couple of gallons i i, I want to flush the tank out because they're you know it's, you know i'm sure it's got crap oil in it Okay, well, the bottom of the pump is going to have a sock on it, the the sock right. part of the, so, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd go real crazy about cleaning the tank up, because the sock works pretty good, but uh-huh. now, you know that it has power to the pump, and you know that the relay's good, and there's no fuses popped, because you're going to be really mad if you do all that work, and then you go to start it, and you still don't have pump operation. When you turn the key to the on position, not the crank position, the on position, yeah. The fuel pump should run three or four seconds and then shut off. It doesn't work at all. I, I replaced the fuel fil- filter, which is on the frame below it, and I disconnected the, the the lines and then you know turned the key on and you know it's as dry as a bone. I put a couple okay. of gallons of gas in it. And there, there, it's not it's not getting any uh, it's not pumping any fuel. And the unfortunate thing is, I I don't have a computer and I don't have the owner's manual, so I can't be sure that the fuses are okay i uh, you know i've got to try to figure that out before okay I you can't come to the conclusion that the pump is bad because it doesn't have any pressure that's that's uh, not good you're you're okay you're, it, it's <clears throat> you you can get on the internet and find a picture of the of the fuse panel on your ranger you can take right. a 12 volt ice pick test light turn the key to the on position and test all the fuses. If, and then on the other underside of the cover of the fuse panel will likely tell you what all the fuses do. If at anything you go underneath there and there's probably going to be three wires to the top of the tank. Now there's going to be a ground to power for the pump and then there's going to be the gauge. If you fire up the gauge with 12 volts you're probably going to have some problem you're going to have to fix later. But that's if you knew which wires it is, and it's not that hard, um, if you knew which wires you could supplement and artificially give it um, power and ground, have you been on the bottom of the tank? Yes. Okay. Um, right. There, There is fuel in there. I, I put a couple of gallons in. Okay, you're second-guessing uh, what I'm saying. If you beat on the bottom of the tank, I, I'm not saying that you check it because your gauge should tell you that. I'm telling you to beat on the bottom of the tank to see if you can jar the pump. It's not oh. uncommon for us to beat on the bottom of a tank with a rubber mallet and have all of a sudden, and the pump fires up. I so, have not done that. Okay. I have not done that, but I do know that my uh, my fuel uh, gauge did not register any any increase in the, you know, when I put the gas in, it didn't register it at all. Okay, well, the fuel gauge has nothing to do at all with the fuel pump in the tank. Okay. Other than they're both on the same superstructure, that one has nothing to do with the other. So you can lose a gauge and the pump will still work. You can lose the pump and the gauge will still work. So um, you're going to need some help, but good luck to you, Tom. Thank you very much. Those are the kinds of problems you run into, um, and oftentimes your neighbor is a well-meaning person but you get into trouble, and then you have to, it's called a basket case, so the tow truck comes in, and the tank's in the bed, and all the wiring's uh, hanging on the ground, and all that other kind of stuff. There's no discount for that, because we have to put it back together. 
So you say, well, wait a minute, I took it out, so you should just charge me half the labor. No, we're going to have to find out where all the bolts go. You're going to be missing one, probably. We're not. You don't have the fuel pump clocked right in the tank. Um, and then the sock isn't there, so God knows what went forward. So those are the kinds of things. I'm not saying that you have to do everything with a repair shop. I'm just saying some things are best done. It would be easy enough to just call around and say, how much is the labor to pull the fuel pump? That that's that would be easy. I want to bring my own fuel pump, and I want you to pull it out and put my pump in. Now, here's the problem. The problem is this. At the end of the day, if the pump doesn't work, now the shop has to figure out what is wrong in order to say that it isn't their fault. So you get a free diagnosis. If the worst-case scenario happens, then the shop has to. So the shop says, no, we put your pump in, and we have power and ground, and your pump isn't working. So it's your pump. So go get another pump, but you're going to pay labor the second time around. The The, the bad news is, is if you take it to another shop and they go, well, wait a minute, I don't have power and ground to this pump. Then they artificially give it power and ground. Bzzz, then all of a sudden you misdiagnosed it. So the shop isn't obligated to give you your money back because you instructed the repair. You had the steering wheel in your hand, so to speak. These are the, the ups and downs. Shops don't usually like to install customers' parts for that reason. We're obligated to figure out what's wrong with your car if your repair or your part doesn't fix the car. And that's part of a diagnostic process, and the customer gets it for free. Now, they get billed whatever the situation is, but it happens to all of us, and it's just one of those things, and that's the only option you have. It's it's not a bad idea to at least get estimates from other people because what happens if that's a three-hour job and you're talking $250, $300 to pull the bed and put it back on? That's not a bad deal. It's going to take two or three guys to lift the bed off the uh, frame. So you're going to have some shop participation, and you're going to have more than one one technician to pay for a short period of time. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602 602- Five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Gil will answer the phone and be nice to him. He's having a bad day. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. We're Diamond and Silk, and we have a new book coming out called Uprising. The Awakening of Diamond and Silk. No one we grew up with could have dreamed of what we have been able to accomplish. Our mother was born in poverty to sharecroppers. She was living the American nightmare. So for us, the American dream meant not only the freedom to find love and follow our faith, 
freedom meant not letting anyone else define who we are, what we can do, or who we should vote for. In Uprising, we talk about the world we grew up in and what led us to rebel against that world. And how rebellion led us to speak out on politics and reach millions of viewers and how you can reach others too. You've seen us and you've heard us. Now read all about us in Uprising. Uprising by Diamond and Silk, coming August 18th. Pre-order at Amazon or wherever books are sold. America's wounded warriors are coming home. After serving on foreign shores, these brave men and women are returning to their families and communities. Many have wounds you can see, and many have wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Now that these warriors are back home, they are ready to enter the civilian workforce. To help, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work program, a career counseling service that helps warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. These extraordinary men and women bring proven world-class job skills and a unique perspective on teamwork to the job. And to ensure the right warrior finds the right job, Wounded Warrior Project works with employers to find just the right match. When you hire a wounded warrior, you hire an intelligent, talented, and committed new employee. Contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home the brave. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? GreenerGadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. Well, it's that time again, 34 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem, and uh, lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. So I said to you jokingly, you know, Gil will answer the phone, and he's having a bad day. So then when I take a break, um, Gil comes back, and he goes, I'm, I'm not having a bad day. And I said, okay, well, just tell him that your wife's been drinking, and now she's in jail. And his answer was... Why is that a problem? I got the TV remote to myself and no one to tell me what to do. And I said, you know, I know when I've been whipped in an argument, so I'm just going to step aside and I'm going to leave that alone. So I have to tell you now that Gil's really not having a bad day. I thought he was, but he's not. And his wife's not been drinking and she's not in jail. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Kurt's Auto Repairs up at I-17 in Bell. I've known Kurt for, for a very long time. He's been around in, in uh, the auto repair business since 1987. He's got gray hair like the rest of us. And like I said, he's been around the block. So he's heard all the excuses from the technicians. There isn't any new sh- excuse that we haven't heard as old guys. 
and we recognize that when we hear it, they don't know what they're talking about, and they don't know what they're doing, and they're really asking for help, and that's what it's all about. I-17 and Bell Road, northeast corner, Kurtz Auto Repair, good, great place. To, and if you don't have a repair shop and you want to try them, then that's a good thing. Our industry is, um, is suffering right now because there's not a lot of work out there. So that's why you're having lots of, you know, three for the price of four and all that kind of stuff. Now, we all have remote controls on our TV. And and, and just do this. When, you're, when you hear this, you know, for $39, we're going to do all of this stuff for you. There's usually the little bitty writing in the bottom of the screen. Push your pause button and read that. A lot of times the car, the payment's $89, and then the little reading on the bottom says, you know, you have to pay license and tax, and you have to pay um, this and that, and, and then there's a lease thing, and you have to pay first and last deposit, and all that adds up to $5,000. It's I'm not the person that's supposed to be a lie detector for television, but there is lots of places that the fine print at the bottom just says that everything on the top um, only applies to you if your last name starts with an S and you were born in 19, December of 1965. It's just some really weird stuff that we do in an effort to drive you to us. It's the lawyer ones that <laughs> just get me. I just don't understand why what they look like and what they say on TV is going to drive me to them when I have a car accident or need a lawyer or anything like that at all. And car mechanics and lawyers are in the same boat. So it's no secret that that most guys don't want their daughter to bring home a lawyer or an auto mechanic and introduce that person to their father as their next husband. <laughs> it, it's just that way. But the whole idea of how you smile and all that kind of stuff on TV and and you all your chest thumping and we're the only place that can get you money from the insurance companies and all that kind of stuff, um, it's it's disturbing to me. I work in that arena. I, I, I work for insurance companies, and I see both sides of the equation. But the cars I get, um, the throttle stuck, well, the... F- the person doesn't really know that their car has a black box, a crash data recorder. And on the crash data recorder, um, it shows that the car's driving down the road at 47 miles an hour in a 35 zone and that the steering wheel axis is pretty much straight ahead. I'm teasing on this part. We we know how what radio station you're listening to and how loud the volume is. I'm teasing you, but that we do have that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, one one-thousandth of a second before the airbag deploys, the car is involved in an accident. There's no brake activity. The RPM and the speed of the car are the same. And all of a sudden, there's a crash. There's no skid marks. And, and the person complains that the throttle stuck. Well, the throttle was only at 31%, <laughs> and it hadn't changed other than one or two percentage points. It hadn't really changed in the last minute and a half. So you weren't paying attention. You were looking at your phone. We're going to subpoena your phone records. We're going to say at this time you were on the phone and you were dialing the phone, and the black box tells everything 
that there is to know. It's just not, you, you're just not going to be able to pull that off anymore. Now, there was a time where there was a lady that was at an intersection, and she and it was raining like cats and dogs. She pulled through the intersection. The bus stopped in front of her to drop off people. She hit the brakes. She had no brakes. She swerved right and ran over somebody. And so here's the deal. There was water marks inside the car. That's how deep the water was. We went to the weather service and found out that the weather service says the rain was coming down at 400 gallons a minute, and I'm exaggerating, of course. And then we also went geographically and found out that there was a foot to a foot and a half of water at this intersection, other witnesses. So we know the brakes were wet. We know she sat there, and we know we had water coming in underneath the door, and we know that when the car was towed away, there was water in the floor pan. So, yeah, the brakes were wet. Now, how much speed could she have got from the taking off from one side of the intersection and then hitting her brakes and, and, um, and you know, not wanting to hit the bus? Um, I don't know. I wasn't part of the accident reconstruction. My job was, is how come the brakes failed? And the answer was, is because they were wet. So you can decide as a jury what the deal is there, but it's just be careful. The, the default is when you're involved in something like that, is you just say, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> That's the default. Is just, or I want an attorney. If you want to do the television thing, you can do whatever you want. But what you don't want to do is lie about the circumstances of the accident because the airbag deployment and everything before it and afterwards is a part of record. And um, we know everything. We we know everything except what radio station you're listening to, and that's probably just right around the corner. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you have any kind of a question, any kind of a comment, that's the number to use. Here's what you're saying about the Seth Liebson Show. Seth, thank you for your show. I thank love you. listening to it. Hi, Seth. You're a great voice for conservatism, and you're on the forefront of the battle that is taking place in this country. You get the facts out there, and I think that people will get the message. And listening to the show is so informative and really puts you to think. Love the show, as always. The really voice. enjoy your show. It's really top-notch. Thank you very much. Weekdays at 3 on 960 The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, host Mayor Jolovitz will host Daniel Greenfield, who will discuss the topic, Jeffrey Epstein, exposing the left-wing politics that connect America to an equally destructive agenda in Israel. Mayor is a terrific host. Don't miss this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. 
Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. And absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty, something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Forty-four minutes after the hour of ten o'clock, you're welcome to join us. We've got um, Scott on the line six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And Scott, I want to talk to you. How are you doing? I'm doing good, sir. How are you? You know, I've been better, but I'm still real happy today. <laughs> hey, you, that's I'm I'm in the same boat. Good. Um, hey, uh, Mark, uh, we got a place up north, uh, up in Hebrew, and. Uh, we went up there this past weekend uh, to do some work on the house and stuff like that. I took my 2000 Chevy Silverado with a 5.3 four-wheel drive, and uh, I noticed that the Mount uh, Mount Ord and the Rye Hill, when I would, uh, the engine really, really started downshifting to about... 55, 60 miles an hour, and it just seemed like the engine was, you know, 35, 4,000 RPM going up these hills, and I wasn't hauling that much weight. Um, do you have any thoughts behind that? Well, I listened carefully to what you said, and if you would have said, it seems like I run out of power at 60 miles an hour, truck kind of falls on its face and if I back off the throttle then between 50 and 55 it's okay and at 55 it's not that's a plugged fuel filter okay um, and you said you weren't hauling much of a load but how many cases of beer for your <laughs> wife did you have in the truck well my wife drinks a lot of beer so it probably okay. no uh maybe 300 pounds of okay. stuff in the back of, on the bed in the bed of the truck Okay, that's um, not anything. You, w- when you go up Mount Ord, it, the transmission, the computer's going to put the transmission in the gear it wants to based on two things, the vacuum on the engine and your right foot. Okay. And you, I don't know if you had your air on or not. But, I did. Okay, yeah. that's going to add, that's gonna add a, another load to it. Not the 300. I don't know that I want to work on your car at this point. It was really hot, yes? Yes. Okay. And you're hauling 300 pounds, but I'm not real worried about that. This has probably never happened to this magnitude to catch your catch your attention. But I don't see where to go at this particular point. The really is, I'm quite sure you were deep into the throttle to climb Mount Ord. 
and the transmission is going to look at all these parameters speed rpm throttle angle uh, engine vacuum um, how much air is the engines um, sucking in that's the mass airflow sensor and it's going to look at all that and go "Ooh, i don't want to be in fifth gear i want to be in fourth gear and yeah. i'm going to talk about fifth gears being overdrive and then fourth gear is going to be lock up or whatever yeah so that's kind of what happens it's not uncommon for me to have that happen when I'm hauling an empty horse trailer or even a horse trailer with one or two horses in it, the okay. shift pattern changes. Obviously, the powder, the power pattern changes, but my motor's quite big compared to your 5.3, but I still expect that to happen. Okay. Okay, so, I got you. Um, uh, oh, gosh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, when I was uh, uh, going up that hill and at 55 miles an hour, and I'm almost running 4,000 RPM. It really, and I don't have the cruise on. It was just with my foot. And I'm giving a gas naturally uh, to keep up 55 miles an hour. Uh, it's never done that in the past. Uh, it's like the older this truck gets, the more progressive any little grade that I go up it starts to downshift automatically. Does that make any sense? No, it, it, it does. How many miles are on the truck? About 230. Okay, so you've been around the world, I want to see, nine times? Gotcha. You've been You've driven the equator nine times. Um, you know the truck's probably a little tired. It's not like you got some monster motor in there if you have a 5.3. I bet the red line on that truck is going to be 5,500 or north. Okay. That's exactly right. And I and I'm and I'm not real worried about four thousand RPM. It's just an RPM and an engine howl that you're not used to. But okay. I the four thousand doesn't bother me at all. Okay. And so if it's singing out there, I mean you can hear that fan just roaring every, I just didn't know if uh if I'm gonna break anything. That's all. Okay. All right, now there's another clue here. <laughs> the fan's roaring. Okay, so the fan has a thermostat on the front of it. And it's yeah. going to lock up when it senses a lot of heat. Yeah. Well, the fan's locked up. So yeah. at this okay. particular point, the cooling system isn't in duress, but the cooling system is a little higher than the fan wants it to be. So the fan's going to lock up, and it's going to start sucking air through the radiator as opposed to you driving at 55 miles an hour and forcing air through the radiator. So the fan tells me it was hot. Yeah. Then at 4,000 RPM, I'm not worried about that. You didn't run out of fuel, otherwise you would have, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Right. So, you know, and you don't have any other problems any other time, because this is what I'm thinking. It's not the catalytic converter that's plugged up, because it's never happened before. And the catalytic converter, would, if it was plugged up, it would have symptoms around town yes. and cold. So you haven't said anything about that. Right. But I do know it's hot, because the fan clutch is locked up. And I do know you're climbing a hill, and I knew you're at 4,000 RPM. None of that bothers me. Okay. Um, and and so, you know, it's not enough to go buy a new truck. <laughs> no, no, no. I love this truck. It's a really yeah. good truck. Uh, I, I keep uh, maintenance. I, it, I've had it for years, and uh, no, there's no reason to get rid of it. Okay. Um, and, you know, it'll last until you overheat it or you abuse a motor. That motor's capable of going three, four, five hundred thousand 500,000 miles. And the beginning of the end will be oil consumption, okay? 
Correct. So all of a sudden, it's going to start using a little oil. You might see some a little bit blue smoke, that kind of stuff. That's typically the beginning of the end. But the beginning could be 50,000 miles away from the end. So mm-hmm. that's okay. just what, what we see is is there's going to be a little oil consumption. And, and, th- and then you can decide whether you're going to put a motor in it or whether you're going to you know give it to your grandson and have him put a motor in it. And you go buy yourself a new truck. So those are the options. Okay? Oh, that, I can't wait for that day. <laughs> All right, my friend. I thank okay. you so much for your time, and uh, okay. you. Uh, uh, I feel much better now. Okay. All right. Well, good. I'm glad I I was able to do that. But here's here's the end of the deal. If you want to bring my grandkids that started about four or five years old and go all the way to 14 years old, and you want them to come with you to come up the mountain and go to Heber, I would send them with you because oh, there's nothing in your in this conversation that suggests to me that they're not going to be safe or you're not going to be safe. So I've been wrong before, but I feel pretty good right now. But thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, strictly diesel service and repairs. Folks, transmission shops don't don't belong in the arena of diagnosing your check engine light. It's One has nothing to do with the other. One is fuel controls and one is transmission. And it's the same way that paint and body shops shouldn't install your stereo. And mechanical guys shouldn't be installing your windshield. And those things go on all the time. But when you you talk about strictly diesel service and repair, it means what it says. Strictly diesel. Now, if you have a car that you need an oil change on and you're his customer, then Nate's going to take care of your oil change. Maintenance like that, it's okay. But if you come in and say, every time I hit... I get near 35th Avenue in Bethany home and I make a hard right turn. It really smells in my car. Nate's going to send you someplace else. Probably you've got some dead animal in the dashboard <laughs> anyway. So he doesn't want to get in there and go through the dashboard. Plus, he doesn't belong going through the dashboard. So the idea is, is when you hear strictly diesel service and repair, that means he just works on diesels. So he's at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. I know Nate personally. He's a great guy. And frankly, there are times I call him for some help because he's that good. It's not that I'm that bad, but I'm saying, hey, Nate, this is what I got. This is what I want to do, but this is what's holding me up. Now, not too long ago, we called him and we said, hey, we got this dipstick problem with this Ford. And he goes, there's no fix. And I said, okay, what do you do? And he goes, but I have a fix. We've designed a fix. And I said, you're kidding. And he goes, no. I said, okay, I'll send somebody up to get it. So he's remanufactured this part to where it doesn't have the problem that the old one has. And it eliminates you from having to take a significant amount of the side of the motor part in order to pop out the old dipstick tube that's broken and put in a new one. So he's pretty good with that. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. If you have a question or a comment, you're more than welcome to make it. In the in the automotive arena as you well know there's chain stores there's independent shops and there's dealerships and each one of them has their own offering each one of them can do something a little better than the rest the chain stores they're going to do something on a one to ten scale as far as sophistication is chain stores are typically going to be one through four maybe one through five independent shops are going to be from four to eight and dealerships are going to pick up that last two percent so most of the time that is not always the case. It depends on the, the status of the electric or the mechanic and how long the the dealer or the independent's been in business. But just recently, there was this company that came in and bought a whole bunch of independent shops. 
you'll read about it soon enough, but a lot. Now, this has happened before. So you have these companies that have a bunch of cash, and then they buy a chain store that has 28 shops or something like that, and then they're going to obviously run them for a while and then peddle them and make a lot of money. There's a name for them. I can't remember what it is. That's just recently happened, and there's two or three names that you're likely to recognize that are no longer run under the same management. So you have to kind of be careful. That's something you just have to be careful with because it doesn't take anybody to come to the conclusion that these venture capitalists, that's the word I was looking for, these venture capitalists aren't going to have to do something to enhance sales in order to cover the millions of dollars they just paid to own a chain of stores of car repair shops. So you'll just have to protect yourself. That's the easiest thing is just protect yourself and make sure that you ask the right questions. Another thing I want to warn you about is if the guy at the auto parts store, and I call him the three-whiskered kid, if he was so doggone good to tell you how to fix your car, he'd be working for me for $25 an hour. Or if he was a master tech, he'd be even twice that high. The idea is is that these people in the parts stores can guess. So if you're going to take their advice, they're guessing with your money. And obviously selling parts is what they do. And they do a good job, I might add. But when I'm in there, like I was in an auto repair sh- or an auto parts store not too long ago, and I, all I wanted was a small electric fuel pump for my lawnmower. <laughs> And I needed a carbureted one because it has less pressure than a fuel-injected one. So while I'm in there, I hear all kinds of stuff that just makes me cringe. Just talk about you need to do this, you need to do that. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, my goodness. But I do know that I need to just shut the hell up and just butt out of the conversation and don't get involved. But the idea is, is... It's just a difficult thing to listen to. And then one guy starts talking to the counter person, and he clearly has more experience than most of the people in the shop and maybe experience that matches mine. And then all of a sudden, the old guy on the other side of the counter decides to tell the old guy on my side of the counter which way the cow eat the cabbage. (laughs) That was a bad idea. In reality, the customer was right. And the guy behind the counter was wrong. So one more thing. Just because it has an O2 sensor, oxygen sensor code, doesn't mean the oxygen sensor is bad. And as a matter of fact, about a third of the time we replace the fuel filter to fix the oxygen sensor. Just because it has a throttle position sensor or a catalyst um, efficiency or whatever the name is, a mass airflow sensor, a coolant sensor, the name means nothing. It's that that's where... The problem in the big, we still have to find the city, the state, and the address. So it all has to do with diagnostic. So just because it says that you need an O2 sensor, there's no guarantee you need an O2 sensor, and it's their job to sell parts, and so they're likely to suggest that. Just, Just pay attention. If you get an O2 sensor and it doesn't fix it, then... Just rationalize it like everybody else does and say, well, I probably needed it anyway. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. One more time, 602-508-0960.